How's this for history? The sisters are going to win gold together. The Olympic champions, world champions, world record holders. They defend their title and they break the world record. Well done, Australia. Two gold medals on the opening night. The winner is Sydney. Australia has won the gold medal in the women's sevens rugby. Yes, she did get it. I was right. Pearson is the Olympic champion. What do you think we come here for? Silver? Stuff the silver, we come for the gold. This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. What a legend. What a champion. Mesdames and messieurs, welcome to the Sitting on Our Rings podcast. They're almost, what, biannual podcast now? (laughs) (laughs) I, of course, am your host, Brendan. This is my co-host, Trent. Say hello, Trent. Hello, Trent. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I guess before we get stuck into things, we should acknowledge the um, kangaroo on the bike in the room, (laughs) for lack of a better term. It it has been a very long time since there's been an episode, um, and that is 100% my fault, so I do apologise. Since we last spoke... Um, I, my wife and I have bought a house. Mm. We have moved. Um, it wasn't a smooth move. We had a lot of trouble with the house settling. Um, that was all happening right smack bang at the time of the 20th anniversary of Sydney mm. 2000, which mm. I desperately, desperately wanted to do special episodes for, but it yep. just unfortunately couldn't happen. Um, we also found out around the time, if you follow me on social media, um, personally, you would know. She's also now 20 weeks pregnant. Mm. <laughs> um, so it's all been good things. Congratulations on thank the you, both of you. Thank on you, that. sir. Yep. Um, it, it's all been great things, but it, it is just unfortunately like my other podcast, um, The Nightlight. I did my first episode last week since August. Mm. Uh, I just haven't been able to podcast on my own shows for the last four or so months. So I do apologize. Um, I'm hoping that's going to turn a corner, particularly coming into 2021, which will. Touch wood, <laughs> be an Olympic year, yes. <laughs> as that we were hoping for this year. So, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way first. So, I, I do apologise to the listeners. It has been such a long time. Not Trent's fault, completely mine. So, mm. hopefully, once the new year, you know, we, we hit twenty twenty one, we'll be able to things will start but, ramping up towards yes. Tokyo again, yep. and we'll be able to podcast on a more regular basis. Yep. So, yeah, yes. So yep. today's episode, I guess, is. Well, today's episode is going to be me sitting back and listening and Trent (laughs) taking the lead because it's essentially going to be a rundown and update on Mm. where we stand, Mm. um, updates with Tokyo 2021, Mm. things that have happened. Um, My finger has been off the pulse, as I alluded to (laughs) before, uh, with everything, whereas Trent has still firmly been on, on top of things, so... Yeah. yeah, take well, us away. You're actually going to be educating me on yeah. a lot of what's going on yeah, because well, I'm out of the loop. loop. Yeah, I'm well, out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you certainly haven't been sitting on it. That's no. for certain. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, 
still, I'm, the movie st- I'm still working from home, but I yes. get your point. Yes, I've been very, very busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as I said, like, you know, when you said we should maybe get together and do one, I thought, well, that's a good idea. And I thought, um, first and foremost, you know, that's happened in a while that the, um, the IOC, you know, the Japanese organisers have said that next year will be happening. Mm-hmm. You know, at this stage, they will be happening. They're going to go ahead. Yep. Um, I think how that is going to look for everyone now, I'm not too, I'm not too sure. But you know, I did a little bit of research and found out some of the guidelines and mm. you know, ru- you know, kind of rules and guidelines that you know the IOC and, and the um, Japanese organising committee have put in place. To, you know, do we have to say we have to say it has to be a COVID safe event? Yeah. You know, from from what you were telling me, the little bit you told me before we started recording, mm. we were just having a bit of a chat. It. It seems that this is going to be very much a made-for-television yeah. sporting event, yep. um, which for us as spectators is great because mm. I would rather that than no Olympics. Yes. But I do feel sorry for the athletes yeah. because it's not going to be an Olympic experience. Yes. Like yeah. there's, It's going to be an Olympic competition, competition. but not an Olympic experience. Yeah. Which, you know, I was thinking, yeah. like just listening to our opening credits and you can hear... But with the commentary is you can hear the crowd roars in the yeah. background and stuff and we at this stage have no idea what kind of crowd noise is going to be around in those venues. Mm. It's still, you know, to early time. We, you know, we'll, we'll touch on that later, but it's that's still the biggest unknown mm. of anything. Because it's funny. I mean, uh, in the last, since March, I think it was two, three weeks ago now, um, Brisbane actually had the first full capacity stadium mm. sporting event in the, in the world, world. Yep. since March, April. Mm. Um, we had 55,000 people here for a rugby league game, yep. uh, you know. Mm. And from what I can gather, I mean, yeah, it was, was it two? Yeah, two weeks ago yeah. now yeah. Um, since that occurred. There hasn't been any, I mean, I know it takes a fortnight or so for symptoms mm. and everything, but we're, we're very lucky in... In this country, but also in particular our state, yeah, um, we've essentially been. Well, I know, I know. At the time when this league game happened, I, I don't know what it is at the moment. We had six active cases in the state, all of whom were people who'd returned from overseas and were quarantining anyway. There hasn't been community transmission in, I don't know how long mm. now. It's been, it's a, been long a long time. time. Yeah. Um. So we're we're very lucky in this part of the world. Um. It's a shame the Olympics aren't here <laughs> yeah. because we'd be, we'd be able to have full stadiums. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, the way they are at the moment in our state. That's right. Um, so, you know, yeah. I'm, I know we're going to talk about Brisbane 2032 later, yeah. but yeah, yeah. so it's, it's going to be interesting what the crowd looks like and I'm disappointed for the athletes, but mm. as, as an Olympic fan and spectator, I'm glad yep. that, that it is going to go ahead. Yeah, which I, which I think, yeah, it'll probably definitely be a, a TV focused event mm-hmm. now you know which we're happy because we'll be watching like you know we'll be watching on the television you know of course now you're going to have an extra addition to the family which yeah, is yeah that's going how to I break the news to Trent I'm like so that that two weeks in July August you're not going to be able to have the spare room <laughs> yeah because there's not a spare room anymore <laughs> mm. so you know of course I was being me and I was, I was of two minds of that can happy and congratulate me on the other hand 
pissed off. Yeah, thinking <laughs> thinking different things of going, of course. Because the other thing is, too, moving into the new house, I have splashed out a little bit. I've got like a wall-mounted 55-inch television. Mm. I've got um, like, si- like lights synced up to it. And it's, yeah, yeah it, not it, to brag, it's a pretty impressive setup. It is. And well, the I watched, Olympics I watched an Origin game on there and yeah. I was impressed. The Olympics are going to look fantastic Absolutely. on there. Look, you... I've, <laughs> it goes without f- saying you will obviously be here a lot during yes. the games next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find I'll find somewhere. I'm sure I can put a camp stretcher in the garage we will or have, something like we that. We will have another little Olympic enthusiast. Yeah, uh, we don't know what flavor yet. We should yeah. find out hopefully in the next couple of days uh, yeah. what we're having. Um, but yeah, there will be another little Olympic enthusiast, yeah. and I'm hoping just to completely get sidetracked for a second. I'm hoping it has the same effect. You know, having a, a well. It'll be born in April, so April, mm. May, June, July. So three, you know, mm. coming on to four month old at the time because I can remind... Mum still says to this day, the reason why she thinks I'm an Olympic fan is because in the, well, our winter of 84 when the LA games are on, she'd be up to all hours feeding me. Plus I was a prem baby, so I was yep. kind of not well mm. anyway. Mm. Um, and with the time difference, she'd be sitting up in the middle of the night, either feeding me or just, you know, attending to me, yeah. watching the Again. Olympics. Yeah. And she said that she'd be cheering on the Aussies, like holding me up and <laughs> cheering on everything. So hopefully, yeah, we'll be able to do that with, with my little one. Well, that's right. Yeah. And we can low will um, yeah, have we can, their first Olympics in 2021. Exactly. We can have a, we can have an Oli- little Olympic baby and yeah. it can rub off on them the same way it did me. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is to actually thinking about it, there is potential because if Brisbane 2032 mm. goes ahead, they will be old enough to... Appre- I mean, I was 16 when it... So, they won't quite be that old. Mm. They'd be 11. Oh, yeah, 11. Mm. Mm. Um, but they'd be old enough to know what's going on, appreciate it. That's right. And hopefully have the impact that Brisbane could have the impact that Sydney had on me, which made me from an Olympic fan yep. to... This is the best thing ever. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, that, that's, right, that's amazing. Just old enough. I just yeah. I, ne- I hadn't even put that together until we were just talking about it then. Mm, so, mm. well, look, maybe if we start, like, let's quickly talk about the twenty thirty two bid, which is you know kicked back into gear. Well, we have a theme song for that. Oh, that's right. Queensland's bold bid for the twenty thirty two Olympics. To explore how a Queensland 2032 Games would work. It could be a golden age uh, for Queensland. This is absolutely the right time for our part of the world. And the rings may be within reach. So we have a mm. Brisbane 2032 update. Yeah, like Take it, it away. <laughs> uh, well, you know, since uh, Australia's done quite well with the COVID pandemic, they kind of kicked off mm-hmm. our, our bid again. Yep. Um, now, I think that the IOC is also, and probably were looking how well Australia handled the pandemic here. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a big tick in our column. Th- that's a very big tick in our column um, to possibly, you know, try and snatch those those games, which could be decided as early as 2022. Yes. From, from things that I've read, it won't be any later than that. Oh, wow. Yeah, there won't be any of that. That's probably when it will be decided. Well, to yeah, because obviously they, they want, they usually give that sort of yep. eight, well, what, 10 to 11 year turnaround now as opposed to the old seven with you know the new structure for olympics now where um you know they're not going to leave a country in you know millions and billions of dollars of debt no you know you know they 
basically an Olympics that breaks even. Yes. Yeah, and you know leaves a legacy for the the country and the cities that it was staged in. Mm. So you know, uh, a few other cities have dropped out of the race. I think Germany's not really that interested anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the major ones that are still you know kind of bubbling around, you have um, uh, Qatar. Yeah. Which you know, I is it they've got a World Cup, World Cup, World Cup coming up, you which know. they beat Australia to get. Yes, that's right. You know, Qatar could afford it, but yeah. you know, it is getting a bit political. They don't have, you know, that part of the world doesn't have the greatest, you know, reputation when it comes to human rights. Mm-hmm. And the Olympics is all about equality. You know, obviously next year will be the first Olympics where there's an equal amount of men and women competing and lots of different events have mixed. Yeah. chance to, to compete for mixed events. You, and mixed you say now. that, yet China have won the Games twice now in the last, well, since 2008 to the next Winter Games, which I know there's another, th- <laughs> which brings <laughs> us to another point. Yes. <laughs> well, that point is now that, you know, mostly our Australian listeners will know that currently our political climate, there's a little bit of... Uh, Argy bargy with China <laughs> yes. over some things that have been said and, and done. Um, and out of the blue, all of a sudden, China has now expressed interest in hosting the 2032 Games. It's a joint city. It's oh. a joint between, is it Chengdao? I think so. Yeah. And I don't think it's Beijing, Chengdao. No, Beijing's not part of yeah. it. But it's, when I read that the other day, um, I, my first reaction was, it's it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, and the reason I say that, and I think I've mentioned it on this show before, is John Coates is on record and he said it um, on another Olympic podcast that we listened to who's been in a long hiatus as well. Um, they had him on and he was saying that the, the Games won't be going to an Asian... Well, you know, not mm. an Asian-Asian country... Mm. Um, I mean, I guess Australia is mm. considered sort of that, you know, well, let, let's call ourselves Oceania. Yeah. Mm. Because uh, simply for the fact that you've had Beijing 2008, um, you had, uh, I'm blanking on the name of the um, Korea yeah. in um, well, Pyeongchang. 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 Yeah. I, was, I knew the country, mm. I was just blanking on the name mm. of the city <laughs> who had the Winter Games um, in 2018. Um, you've got Tokyo coming up next year, mm. followed up the following year with Beijing mm. um, again. And you also had Singapore host the um, Youth, Youth Olympics. Olympics yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the Asian countries have, have really had a good run, which is good because mm. they, there was a long time there where Asian countries just weren't hosting no. it. Um, but they have had the lion's share of, of hosting responsibilities mm. since mm. 2008. Mm. And as he said too, like... America would have just had LA. Yep. Um, Europe, Europe would have would just have had, had, had Paris. A turn. Yep. So it's essentially, it's Australia's turn. Like yep. it's time to bring it back to the Southern Hemisphere. Yep. And I, I just, I don't think, yeah, I mean, yes, there's money in China, but I think given the political climate, given what's happened with COVID mm. uh, and everything else, I, I just can't, I genuinely can't see it happening. No, no, I think it feels like a bit of a spiteful entry based on the current climate because there never really was an interest there no. from China. Um, you know, the only, you know, the, the, you know, the other countries now, India, yes, Mumbai, like 
I, I look, I look after their hosting of the Commonwealth Games Which in two thousand ten. Disaster! It wasn't absolutely. It was disaster. Disaster. and you had so many athletes avoiding that. You know, it was uh, the first time tennis had ever been held at a Commonwealth Games, and there was not one big international tennis player that went to no. that went to the game. Most of the tennis players that played were ranked outside the top one hundred or the top two hundred. Some hadn't had been playing practicing on their courts in the in their backyard. I mean not so to take anything away no. from the Commonwealth Games, no. but what an Olympics would you say four times the size? Yeah. You've been yes. both. Yeah. Like, like and <laughs> and way more sports as well. Yeah. 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 And I, and I, I think looking at the sports that are on the Olympic roster, I can't see any being dropped mm-mm. between like for the next two there's there's definitely none of them are being dropped. The current ones that will be in Japan will be in um, Paris and Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, after that, they might review some sports. Yeah, is Jakarta still? Yeah, in, I was going to say Indonesia, Indonesia was mm. going to be the next one. Which again, that sort of falls into that Asian country territory. Yeah, well, to be fair, Indonesia have never hosted an Olympics. Yeah, I'm 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 but more again, concerned I about the the uh, their transport. Public transport structure and they're I able to put them in build the same venues. They don't have any venues. Yeah, in the same sort of basket as India, in the infrastructure-wise, I just I don't know. I, yeah, and they I think I'd love to be proven wrong. In, so I just can't India see is looking at Mumbai to host rather, you know, whereas the Com Games was in Delhi. Yeah, where there would be venues in Mumbai, I can't see them having, you know, a a whitewater rafting, you know, the canoe slalom course. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is too, like you talk about the human rights. I mean, there's a lot of questions with Indonesia as well mm. when it comes to that sort of thing. So mm. it's like, are they risking... Yeah. Taking my bias completely off the table, which I am completely biased, but taking <laughs> that off the table, when you look at everything combined... Australia is the safest bet. Yeah, oh, and can particularly easily the safest. The other bet. countries, like in the race, which we haven't really seen much about their bids, is a joint venture between North and South Korea. Yes, and North Korea is one of the. Would it be the most secretive country in the world? Yes. You know, going sometimes they tell specific medalists do not come home. Still, tell specific athletes don't come home without a medal. Mm. Or they send sex spies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, and are North Korea and South Korea that friendly with each other that they would host an Olympics together? Yeah. It, honestly, I again, I think it would be... There's North a lot Korea to doesn't have there. good human rights It would be records. all... I think it would be all for show mm. from North Korea's side yes. of things. Um, but again, I, I and this isn't including co- like the COVID response. Mm. Australia is by far the safest bet. Yeah. And including the COVID response yep. and the way it's been handled as a country, mm. I think Australia is the only option. <laughs> yeah, well, as you know, as we've talked about previously, Australia basically has all those venues ready to go. Mm. You and I talked about said so the only thing that we actually need to build is a canoe slalom course. Yeah. There's not one and here. They, in- ha- they have said they will build a main yeah. stadium. Yeah, but. Basically, all the yeah. other, all the major sports, you know, and athletics obviously will be holding there. We have pools available. There's, you know, there's tennis available. Yeah. I mean, we have hockey fields. There's places that would need um, some renovations. Yeah, of um, course. And, you know, we have beaches where they'll probably, they can hold surfing and triathlon. Beach volleyball. Yeah. 
That's you know, right. It's it's all here, and yeah, I just the the biggest thing that we need is um, the infrastructure. Yeah. In terms of like rail and roads. Yeah. Whereas other like other bidding cities, like they would need both. Yep. Venues and infrastructure. Yep. We we only need the infrastructure. That's right. And perhaps awarding it as soon as twenty twenty two gives us ten years to get ready. Yes. You know, and Brisbane's already right in the process now of an uh, an under river cross you know, yeah, under river rail. rail a rail network that can get people all around the city mm-hmm. where a lot of the venues would be yep. in you know, I think there's going to be, tr- you know, trains like every 10 minutes or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, 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 to get people from the other side of the city. So that would probably be covered off, you know. And I think the talk was if, if you know, Brisbane was to get it to build a second freeway yes. between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Yeah, mm. and I think the sunny coast, and the sunshine yeah. coast, because it des- desperately you know, And there's a it. new, you know, there's a new um, runway coming mm-hmm. at, our, at Brisbane Airport as well, a second runway. Yeah. Look, it's <laughs> so who knows? Look, you know, we're, we're talking way ahead, but yeah. I just found it quite interesting in our current political climate in Australia at the moment that China have all of a sudden, out of nowhere, decided that they want to bid for the 2032 Olympics as well. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, look, we'll wait and see. I'm sure we'll, there'll be lots more to talk about on that coming up, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all what right. else have you got for us? Well, you know, I've Researched a few things, written a few things down here, you know, for us to, to chat about. So I thought, you know, we can run through like, you know, the guidelines, you know, the new guidelines that mm-hmm. have come out for Tokyo 2020 that, uh, you know, Thomas Bark and, you know, a lot of people from the IOC have sat down working out what they can do. First and above all, that they said that it'll be a COVID safe event. Mm-hmm. At this stage, they can't see it not happening. Yep. Yep. You know, and of course, the major thing is, is that, um, Athletes are invited, but they don't have to attend if they don't yeah. if they don't feel safe. And I think to go with that, they've said that all athletes, you know, if a vaccine is available, all athletes are encouraged to take vaccines, but it's not compulsory yeah. to come. I mean, look, it's in a, you know we're early December now. Mm. It, it's it's vaccines are on the horizon. horizon. They yeah. are coming. Every day Sooner you see, yeah. Every day expected. you see more and more in the news, more and more countries and and that and particular and medical laboratories working on a vaccine, saying ninety percent effective, ninety five percent effective. So you know, perhaps fingers maybe crossed. fingers crossed, maybe there it will be. Um, on a side note, there. So um, on a side note, the IOC has also said um, with vaccines as well, the poorer nations, like, you know, all 206 nations are invited to compete, yep. which I think would bring to about 11,000 athletes. Um, but the IOC has said that, you know, with the poorer uh, countries that, to come along and, you know, some of the refugee teams whatsoever, that they would provide financial help That's for good. those athletes to yeah. have a vaccine that would not probably normally have access to it. But it's def- once again, it's not compulsory for them. Yeah. No, you know. It needs to be made available. That's the thing I've always said, particularly when it comes to television coverage and everything. When there was talk of it, you know, things going to, to pay TV and stuff here mm. in Australia, it's like the Olympics needs to be available for everyone. Mm. No matter what country, economy or whatever, it's an event, it's a global event for everyone. Yep. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I think that they'll, they'll definitely, in this climate, they'll definitely put in and help and do that. And I think that's a great initiative yeah, to, to get people Go on. on. Yeah. Um, so, look, look, running through a few of the guidelines that, that 
that have been put in place, um, you know, which I think is going to, the biggest thing here that's going to change the way the Olympics are going to look next year is um, athletes are encouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not compulsory at this stage, but athletes are encouraged to leave the athletes' village and leave Japan one or two days after they finish competing. Yep. So, the uh, getting that, I think the closing ceremony is going to look very different because yeah. you only have a few sports that still go on the closing days yeah. of the game. A lot of sports have 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 wound up. And what happens if you've got someone in your te- like your nation's team, who absolutely kicks ass? Yeah, early on in the game. That's right. Who would you be know, your flag bearer? So that's right. You know what about you know someone you know like swimmers. You know a lot of swimmers win multiple medals. Mm-hmm. Uh, gymnasts as well because gymnastics are is always held in the, in the first cyclists. Yep, and and yeah, and this particular Olympic Games, uh, I think cycling has been moved right to the beginning. Normally, cycling's held in the middle and towards okay. the back. I think cycling's been pushed right to the beginning. See, my of mind the games still always now. goes to Sydney, which cycling was on the first night as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or maybe it's been put. It, whatever it is, they've changed the way cycling's done now. Okay. Um, uh, and another big thing that is normally would bring massive tourism to any country is um, all the athletes will be discouraged from doing sightseeing yeah. next year, which is. You know, all those athletes have never been to Japan before. You know, I'm a you know I've been to Japan myself, and it was probably one of my all time favorite um, international. That's what I was talking about before with the the Olympic experience Mm, mm. is going to be different. Like, yes, they're there to compete, but that's you don't wait four years just to. I mean, you do. You know what I mean? Like, you do, but it's also that experience because I mean, there's you know. Olympians who go who don't win medals, yep. who could get knocked out in the first day of competition in a heat or whatever, That's right. and but it's if they then have two weeks of just the best time of their life, and that sadly is not going to be the case. It's going to yep. be taken away from them, which That's is right. is disappointing. I do, and I do feel sorry. You know, can you imagine um, a shooter or an archer that is there first thing on Saturday morning? You know, at nine o'clock, their event starts. To, you know their qualifying event starts and they don't make it past the first round. Well, See you, mate. <laughs> yeah, so that's in. And then do they have to go home the next day? Yeah, <laughs> like so, you know, yeah, that side of it's very disappointing. Yeah, but like yeah, I understand it, but it's it'll be, it's discouraged. I don't think it whether or not it'll be enforced. Who mm. knows? I guess it depends on how Japan looks next year. We don't know, but it's yeah. definitely going to be discouraged. I guess these um, things. I mean, they're all fluid. Mm. Like they're. All, it's changing every day. Yeah, that's know. right. You know, whereas, you know, that's why I've been researching the guidelines and, you know, they'll obviously things will get added and subtracted and changed. Uh, another that thing that's going to be very different in the Athletes Village is they have said there is no late night parties. Again, Olympic experience. Yeah, that's right. There's going to be, you know, <laughs> which, and I can, which I can imagine comes and no, you know, fraternising. I was just about to say, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure the because every Olympics it's like, one of the headlines is always the amount of condoms, condoms. that are handed out at the Olympic Village. That's probably going to be very, very down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can see that very much. Not not, not next year, I don't think. Mm. Uh, but but they have said that, that, that there's no late night parties and, and yeah. whatnot this year. And all athletes, you know, there's no mingling, you know, with the parties and what kind of. So that's, a, yeah, a diff- going to be a different Olympic experience for athletes. Um, something that they'll be probably putting in place. And I guess we're going to see a lot of it on TV. Masks will probably yep. be worn, and you know, I'm gonna. 
is something that you've seen in world sport this year, mm-hmm. in tennis and cycling and whatnot, athletes on the podium with their masks on, yeah. taking their victory, you know, their winner's photos, their victory photos, you know, it'll be in press for all time wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah, but medal ceremonies. And medal stuff ceremonies, like. yeah, you know, which is, you know, probably hopefully it's only ever going to be once off, but that's probably still going to be in place. I mean, what's your place. other option? Do you, do you have each um, level of the dais six feet apart? Yeah, well, that's right, isn't it? Do yeah. you have, you know, they walk up, to receive their medal and it's already hanging there on a little stand yep. so they don't have someone walk up okay, and put, put it on them. them. That's right, yeah. You know, it's, th- there's ways around maybe, it. But maybe it knowing Japan, maybe they'll have a little robot, robot. <laughs> that'll bring them their medal and they can just open up a lid and put it on <laughs> put on themselves. You know, don't laugh because I, that's something that... <laughs> knowing how Japan, how amazing they are with their technology and robotics... I was just thinking, this, is gonna, this joke's going to be lost on, on probably a lot of people, but were you a modern family watcher? Yes. There was an yeah. episode of Modern Family where Phil couldn't be at a family thing because he was ill. That's and right. he had a robot thing with an iPad. iPad as his base. <laughs> so I it was like for every person, you know, who would normally give out the medals, they could zoom in and it'd be on the iPad, <laughs> iPad. And this robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, don't laugh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of masks worn. It might be, com- who knows, it could be compulsory for athletes and officials, mm. referees, spec- you know, who knows. Well, even um, I saw a... Um, a preseason NBL, like to the our version of the NBA, like our basketball league, a preseason match a couple of weeks ago um, that had my team, the Brisbane Bullets, in it, and I was watching it at home, and it was, it was just a small thing, but I was like, that's different, and that's going to be, I think, forever now. Mm. Is like each player um, on the bench, like under their chair, they had their own like little plastic tub uh, yeah. that had like all like all this because normally it's just like towel gets thrown here, water bottle yeah. gets thrown there. It's like no, it was like really stringent. And as they were leaving the court, like even just to shake the well, they weren't shaking hands with the mm. opposition team, but like to acknowledge them, like they all had their little tubs. And yeah. it was like wow, that's yeah. that's something because I you know I volunteer yeah. like that's yeah. something I'm going to have to get used to. That's right. Yeah, the little, in the, the upcoming things, season, isn't like, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so. They've talked about, you know, creating venue bubbles. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, you leave your athlete, the athlete's village, you go to your venue, you know, buy lots of biosecurity. So, and then, you know, and the athlete's village would probably be a bubble as well. Definitely yeah. no one who is not supposed to be there will not be allowed in there whatsoever. Yeah, I'm assuming it'd be athletes and obviously team staff, yeah. Yeah. media, mm. and that's it. Mm, mm, mm. Um, like the IOC have said, like, hopefully that there will be a vaccine available and... What it's looking like the, that's being worked on at the moment is like a, is rapid testing mm-hmm. to get rapid results that can almost give you results on the spot. Yeah. So I think if that be the case, then that would probably what the Olympics would run with is is rapid testing. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, you know, let's look at like uh, let's like touch on maybe the opening ceremony. Yes, which so listeners know we love a good opening. We ceremony. do love an opening ceremony. <laughs> I think it's going to look a whole lot different next year, Brendan. I think oh yeah, it's not going to be they've you know. Um, John Coates, Thomas Bach have said it's not opening and closing ceremonies are not going to be the spectacle that that they probably were at every other Olympics. And I think that a Japan would have done an amazing. How much it's changed, who knows? The problem with the, the opening ceremonies is, I mean, obviously the the volume of athletes that come yep. into a stadium, the volume of spectators potentially in the stand. You can cut back on those things, but cast and crew. For these mm. things are humongous numbers, yes. like yeah. thousands. Yep. 
of, of you know, performers on stage and behind the scenes that we don't even see. Yeah. Yeah, the numbers are staggering. Yep. So, I mean, one advantage with these games being in Japan and how technologically advanced they are, um, I'm sure whatever they do is going to look spectacular anyway, even yep. if they have to scale back on physical performers. Mm, mm. Um, it's probably going to eclipse anything we've ever seen before regardless. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, mm. it, it, the potential... Yeah, for for what they could have done. Yeah, you know it's an unknown, isn't it? We're all talking about the unknowns. Yep. Um, So, uh, like athletes will be allowed to march, and Mm -hmm. this time they're only allowing six officials to join. You know, with their the country in their march. Whereas previously, almost all officials have joined because they officials can march in place of athletes that obviously competing on the first day who don't want to march. So, but this time it's just six officials. And however many athletes are going to be there, there's no officials yeah, in place. I mean, place just using athletes. Australia yeah. as an example, I mean, there's yeah. several hundred Australian athletes that yeah. don't take part in the opening well, ceremony because right, their know. competition is either starting the first day or within mm. the first couple mm. of days. And that, it's Which a is really probably, late yeah. night. Yeah, that's right. It was probably going to make the parade a lot smaller. Yes. So I would. I would think that the probably the length of the opening ceremony will probably change a bit because because the, the parade the uh, athletes parade is the longest part. Now I you it don't is. really you don't really like look the, I, I see to me I love the athletes parade I because don't, it's weird I don't dislike it and I understand the importance of it but I know that you would fast forward it through it in a repeat if I'm repeating if I'm doing a repeat of an opening ceremony you bet I'm skipping I will yeah. watch Australia. And then I will skip to the end yeah. <laughs> and then watch the rest of yeah. the rest See, of I, I like looking at it. Um, obviously, Bruce McAvaney's commentary comes with it yeah. a little bit. Um, well, back when I used to record them physically myself, once Australia marched out, I would stop recording and start again when Zed in Zimbabwe or whatever came yeah. through. But not out of disrespect out of either VHS or disk space. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah it was no, that's just, fair enough. Because it was yeah. stuff that's like, well, I'm going to fast forward through this in future watches anyway. Why yeah. am I wasting yeah. one and a half VHSs? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I always, yeah. you know, I always like watching it purely because to see who, what country's flag bearers are there, who they choose, and yeah. just to see how well they perform at an Olympics. Like, you know, I think in Rio, I think Carolyn Wozniacki, Took the Danish so, yeah. flag, yeah, and I think she lost in the second round. But you know, you know the commentary. Oh, you know, big medal hope for Denmark here. You know, could it be their first medal in tennis? Nope, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think, that, but the athletes probably will be a little bit smaller now. Yeah, uh, going to be a bit smaller. Which this I year. won't complain yep. about. Yep. No, that's <laughs> I can imagine. So you know, all, in all six, two hundred and six countries are invited to compete, which will probably. Based on the sports, you know, and all the positions available, that's about 11,000 athletes. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, they're still going to have a refugee team yep. this year. Um, you know, who knows what nations may or may not, you know, small will that will be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the refugee teams are still invited to compete this year. Um, the biggest thing, um, and there's many, I've been reading many different reports, is, uh, reports on it, is um, the number of spectators is completely unclear at the moment. Yeah. You know, t- ticketing hasn't been reissued. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest thing. And in all the interviews that the IOC has been doing and, you know, over and over again, it's about spectators or not. And they, they haven't got definitive answers, which I think is current, which is fair yes. at now. Like, well, I mean, talking about that football match we had here a fortnight ago, we only found out a week before the event 
Mm. Or a little, yeah, around a week before the event that it was going to be able to be full capacity. Mm. And the restriction on the capacity only changed the night before. Like yep. not even a full 24 hours before yeah. the event took place. I guess my biggest question with this, and again, nobody's going to know the answer, is what I can understand, I guess, their approach on athletes with the vaccination thing. Mm. Spectators to me are a different, mm. a different thing. Mm. I mean, are they going to require spectators to be vaccinated? Yeah. I know from what we're hearing in Australia uh, with our airlines, if you want to get on a plane, period, mm. whether you're traveling within Australia or internationally, it is a requirement that you're vaccinated mm. for COVID, mm. which not wanting to go down that wormhole, mm. I fully support. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. it's completely fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it, that's to me, I think, is going to be an interesting point of whether they're going to, exp- what, depending on what level of crowd they're allowed to have, yeah, what their rule is going to be for vaccination. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I'll be looking out for over the next few months is that how they're going to structure ticketing and the amount of spectators allowed in and people venues. that have already purchased and they've already yep. been in one lottery. Yep, you know. Uh, what, yeah. how do, how, who do you refund? How do you refund? Who, yeah. who gets a ticket? Who doesn't get a ticket? That's, I think, probably their what, a, big, is, a big nightmare that I the ISC are looking at. this is a G-rated podcast. Yeah. That shit. Yes. It re- like, if yep. I'd have been someone who'd had a ticket, been waiting my whole life to go to an Olympics, and I'm not just talking international yep. visitors, I'm talking yep. J- Japanese people, mm, like mm. a home Olympics, mm. And you think you're good, you've got your ticket, you've been through the lottery system, you were lucky enough to get chosen. You might have to go through another lottery again, again. and then lose your ticket. Yeah. That would suck balls. Yeah, and also to, you know, another thing's I'm there, parents of athletes. Yeah. You know, you know. Just family in general. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they're, what they're going to do is all up in the air. Obviously, they would have lost all their flights and accommodation, mm. you know, this year, like, you know. It's such a big area. You could talk about that for ages, and I do feel sorry for the IOC trying to do that and what happened. Yeah. But that's still that's still all undecided at the moment. Yeah. I would say probably by January, February, they're going to have to start really getting into the nitty gritty of that. It's one yeah. of those things. Like, yes, they need to get on top of it, but they also that's something that they kind of need to leave as long as they can. Yeah. To try and get as many people there as possible. Yeah. yeah. But you can't. It's really because yeah, you can't leave your run too late to let people organise. But at the same time. The games are in July. Say by, you know, late May, early June, Mm. something miraculous happens. And, and, you know, this is, you know, wishful thinking to the nth degree, but say that there is a vaccine, it comes out, it's 100% effective, they get it to people, you can have a full stadium, Tokyo. Well, shit, what do we do now? We've already told people they can't come. Um, Yep, that's right. You know, is it going to be another Athens? Yeah. <laughs> and at a tennis match, have six people sitting in the stadium, <laughs> and two of them are on court. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it was a doubles match, so yeah. four of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's. I, I don't envy the organisers. Yeah. Um, I said from a spectator point of view, everything that you've said so far makes me happy because mm. I know so far, no matter what. I'm still going to have 16 days in 2021 where I get to sit down and watch the Olympics. Yeah, that's right. Which is one of my favourite things to do every yep. four years, to including the summer. Yep. Sorry, including the Winter Games. Yeah. Um, that makes me happy, but yeah, it's also just 
looking at what they have to change for, uh, in order for us to get that yeah. is very heartbreaking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that, so that's a to to be watched, and I'm sure we can we can discuss that in the future as we as we move towards July next year. Um, you know, a little bit of research I'm doing, and I was trying to put a few different quotes together from what I can gather. The Australian Olympic Committee, you know, with all these rules about around the village and stuff, is that they're looking at letting athletes go into the village four to five days before their event. Mm-hmm. whenever it is, and then get them to leave one to two after. So, you know, for you and I, um, like in a, a tradition or, you know, an Australian tradition is the Qantas plane coming home into a hangar for <laughs> yes. s- and Sunrise is there to welcome everyone off the aeroplane. I don't know. They're just going to have to do it daily. Yeah, they're going to have to do it daily. And it's going to happen. Every, every 50 to 100 you know, athletes and then, every day coming you know, home. I by then I think Australia would probably be in a place where we could have an athletes parade. Wait, Brisbane, yep. could have an athletes parade Bris- today. Brisbane could have an athletes parade today, and I think maybe that might be something for those athletes that do come back to Australia. They finish mm-hmm. competing. Some would will probably continue on to do other to do other things like you yeah. know tennis players will have competitions overseas. Yep. you know athletics meets, swimming meets and stuff, like not everyone will come home, but, you know, maybe that might be a good way to have them the proper closing ceremony or to have the adoration from the crowds. Yep. To uh, Hopefully we might get those athletes parade. I'm hoping by July next year that that's something that we'd yes. be able to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I, I was like looking at a few different sports, like at the few different sports. Most likely you're going to find that, you know, swimmers and rowers, probably are not going to be able to attend the opening ceremony, which is a lot of athletes mm-hmm. well, not they, being yeah, there. The swimmers don't anyway. Yeah, and um, but we you know what the great thing is having the track and field athletes missing because mm. they obviously compete in the second week. So majority of track and field athletes walk in that opening ceremony. They do, yeah. You know, unless, you know, they, unless they're like marathoners or, or, yeah. or something like that, that endurance athletes that probably wouldn't, want to stand around for that but you know having all those guys missing if these guidelines are in place you know you only arrive four or five days uh, usually and that's where we see a lot of the big stars especially americans yeah as well track and feel you know not that it'll be happening next year but a lot of people wait for jamaica to come in to see usain bolt there yeah yeah, yeah but, you know, true. so if the track and field athletes are missing, I think there'll be a lot of big stars like missing but you know that's just the times that, that we go with i guess hey yeah um so, like, you know, the big and the big keys talking about the athletes' village now. So, normally that capacity is 16,500. Mm-hmm. So, currently, what they've done is they've capped it at 7,000. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of athletes missing. And that's why they've got this thing in place, you know, well, not in place, but, you know, in encouragement, you know, only come. Yeah. A couple of days before your event and then leave. It's like a, a rotating roster. <laughs> yeah, like a rotating <laughs> yeah. roster. Yep. Um, you know, uh, going with their COVID safe policies, um, they've said that there was be high cleaning in all high touch surfaces. Mm-hmm. So it's so a high touch surfaces, I should say. That's definitely a given. Um, they're going to try and limit the amount of athletes in the dining hall. Yep. You know, and dining halls are a place Again, where... Again, the Olympic experience. The Olympic experience. Athletes, you know, this is where we have... They meet their hear, stars. We hear athletes. That's where they get their photos. That's where they can go and take their photos with Usain Bolt or Roger Federer, yeah. whoever it is, you know. You know, a, a softball player from Mexico gets to have their photo taken with Roger Federer. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah. a big experience that might be taken away from them. But they have said that they're going to have to have limited, you know, 
mingling of that in in the in uh, the dining halls, and um, also too, if this rapid testing is in place by then, um, like you know, residents in the athletes' village and the staff will probably be subject to rapid testing probably on almost on a daily basis. Yeah, I think what is up in the air. Well, I think up in the air to be officially on record is that you have to prove that you don't have COVID before you come to the yep. Olympics mm-hmm. or, you know, or you recently have, have not been diagnosed with COVID and you're probably not going to be able to come either, yeah. I would say, which, you know, they have, that's what they have to do in this day and age because Japan's not clear of COVID by all no. means, you know, then they're a little bit on the edge of being pretty serious over there, but you know, we're on, in December, maybe by July, it'll be a whole lot different over there for them. Um, and another thing on that, a lot of the close contact sports, for example, judo, mm-hmm. um, karate, which is a new sport this Greco year. Greco-Roman. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, closest re- of all sports. Yeah, re- wrestling, <laughs> you know, wrestling, boxing, you know, where yeah. there's huge amounts of sweat. Um, they're going to have the most stringent, like, you know, uh, screenings um, and their safety bubbles and everything like that. So I can see... Are probably you know they're limiting the amount of referees and officials that are going to be there yeah. on the sidelines of it. That they're the close contact sports, are the ones that they're really looking at at mm-hmm. the most. You know, uh, I guess you know you wouldn't really call like rowing a close contact sport, maybe with the athletes, but you know they would have been living yeah. and training together. Yeah. But it's those when you're competing against someone directly that you've never had contact with before. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to be probably under the most stringent screening. Um, they definitely will have to prove that they don't have COVID before competing. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. So, so hopefully th- those rapid, you know, tests have, will be in place, which, you know, reading what I read is that it's something that's definitely on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also too, uh, they just announced recently that next year, um, test events will be held. Yeah, because there was a big question mark on that a couple That's of months right, ago. That's right, because yeah. some of these sports haven't, some of those venues, excuse me, haven't had their test events happen yet. Which, you know, brings me to another interesting topic, Brendan, is that there's still only 51% of athletes and quota spaces have been filled for the Olympics. Yeah. You have almost half the places and quota positions have not been filled yet. Mm. And in some parts of the world, you know, COVID is running rapid where they can't stage sporting events. America. Yeah. So, like, you know, how are they going to run their qualifying events? You know, looking at that, what I have been reading a little bit is that it obviously it's all the um, national, um, like the sports federations that will ultimately decide it. But something the IC put to them is maybe to send athletes based on their world rankings. Okay. Yeah, like, and there would be probably a lot of tripartite um, invitations as well, where the IOC invites nations, mm-hmm. gives them Olympic quota spots, and then the nations choose an athlete in that sport from their yeah. country to go and represent. Being, I think, if they can't hold the t- these test events around the world, there's like you know so many sports that have no quotas filled. A lot, a lot of the athletics ones are not filled yet no. for most countries. Are they going to have to take? based on world rankings and I think a lot of um, like invitational places and tripartite uh, spots are going to probably have to be given out. Yeah. No, it's, I think, it's yeah, true. Yeah, it's so that's, I think, a very big issue and there's I haven't found a lot of articles and that about it, but, 
you know, I know how an Olympics works and yeah. I follow qualification processes very, very, you do. very, very in doubt. You <laughs> More know, than that anyone I, do. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah like, um, so you know, you be like so and so qualified this something yeah, that's for this right. badminton spot. That's right. They that's did right. this four years ago, and in the meantime, like you're you are on top of it, yeah, to that's a scary right. degree. You know, you know, for an example, um. With like say for the sport of archery, Australia won bronze medal in Rio in the teams, mm-hmm. and they you know they do have a very top ten world ranking our Australian men's archery team, but we haven't qualified any female archers yet. Mm-hmm. So what there was is for the uh, Oceania has a chance to qualify spots at um, at a qualification tournament and also the World Championships next year. So, but are they going to go ahead? Is Australia yeah. you know? we get a chance to send female archers because a lot of those spots haven't been hasn't been filled yet you know but you know we can't send a team but we can send one female archer but where did the athletes competing for that one spot where are they going to get to do to do their qualifications event all those little things i know it seems like you know one nation one person one spot one sport but think of all the sports oh yeah Definitely. Yeah. yeah, you know, some, some, you know, uh, here in Australia, like we have selected a few of our teams. Our cycling team's been selected. Um, the shooting team's been selected. Um, our, uh, um, uh, the canoeing and slalom teams have been selected, but we have so many sports that haven't. I think nationally here, we probably will be able to hold all our, all our, qualif- all our qualification events, like rowing, Swimming, athletics has yeah. a lot of places to fill. Athletics usually makes up one of the biggest teams. Mm. I think we can safely hold those events here in Australia. I don't think we'll have problems selecting our teams at our national um, qualification, our national championships. But it's all those athletes having to go overseas to fill quota spots and win their win their spots. That's all up in the air. Correct me if I'm wrong too. Again, so out of the loop, even with things I normally love at the moment, but like. The am I remembering correctly that the basketball's going to look different because a lot of the NBA players are essentially saying they're not going to take part? Yes, I think. I think that's definitely... Because the NBA season this time is like so close together. Yeah, because I don't think the NBA are going to change their system. So, you know, um, big world organisation, world um, organising bodies like um, FINA and the IAAF who hold their world championships they're all moving their mm. championships to coincide with the olympics because yeah. they obviously know that it's not they they're athletes because you know um, they were both meant to hold world championships next year so they've all been pushed around but uh, you know and moved around on the calendar schedules uh, you know even some of the tennis like you know wimbledon or the US Open they'll probably you know move dates to accommodate that but the nba is not budging on it mm. so you know that you know, the American team might not be that guaranteed gold medal. They think the Australian team might not be the guaranteed medal either, because we've got so many heavy hitters in the NBA at yeah, the moment. Yeah, that's right, and you know that they're counting, probably counting on a few of those to join our team. Yeah, know, and you know, have a decent chance of actually, you know, of getting a medal and pushing for a medal mm. next year. So, look, I'll quickly cover off on some of the the test events. Yes, you've that got you've got an appointment you need to yeah, get to. Yeah, um, so you know, uh. Look, so they're all going to kick off in Japan in April. Uh-huh. Like, there's so many sports. Like, you know, there's the water polo. They haven't had a test event. Um, they're going to hold a diving World Cup. Oh, there's nice. been no diving test events there. Um, they're going to give the rugby format. So they'll have, they'll have like rugby sevens for men and women. They'll because ha- Japan had the rugby World Cup last year too. That's right. Yeah. So you know, but you know, for the uh, the prop the Olympic format, 
Um, so they're going to hold those. Um, there's going to the BMX freestyling is mm-hmm. going to be there, which is going to be a new Olympic sport. Like um, uh, 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 BMX is a, a sport, any uh, Olympic sport anyway. But the freestyling freestyle, yeah, it's is going to be the new one. Um, you know where Australia currently has the world champion uh, world championships. I think our Australian guys finish in first and third yep. place. So you know that you know that's going to be something for us to look out for next year. So they're holding the because f- the freestyle course hasn't had anyone on it. As yet, yeah. so they need to get people out to trial it. Yeah, um, there's going to be holding a going to hold a track cycling World Cup because I've had a look at the velodrome and it is an amazing velodrome. Yeah. It looks so good because all the venues are made out of wood. Well, a lot of them mm. are, are made out of wood, and obviously, you know, a cycling track at a velodrome is made out of wood. But yeah. for the whole venue to have that same look as well, the, the so I'm really impressed with the velodrome this year. Yeah, yeah. velodromes yeah. always look good. Yeah, um, <laughs> look, they're going to hold the shooting event. They haven't really had a shooting to test that and that's something that's very important to make sure um you know all the clay pigeons are all lined up perfectly for the skeet and you know in the shooting halls where they have rifle events mm-hmm. that's you know, to make sure that the targets are right the right conditions as far as air yeah. you know air conditioning and stuff like that that's all the kind of stuff that these that these test events help mm. to make sure that everything goes according to plan um you know there's going to be a skateboarding demo there they haven't used yeah. a skateboarding yet um they'll have like uh, a volleyball as well so i mean that's all in april so you have all these things happening the 10th of april water polo 18th of april 22nd of april 24th of april <laughs> you're saying cycling's on the 25th like, that's when the baby's due <laughs> yeah like the 26th of april so you know you'll have bmx cycling shooting skateboarding rugby sevens diving world cup all held at these events within week days of each other which mm. probably is going to be testing their the COVID safe. Yeah, Olympics, oh yeah, definitely. Having all those out there. Now, probably you'll find they'll be staying in the the village perhaps. It would I make know. sense to, to, to give that a trial. Yeah, like, you know, I didn't really think about that, but maybe that, you know, that's what they might be might be thinking of. Um, you know, they're going to have rhythmic gymnastics uh, uh, in uh, 8th of May. They're going to have a full athletics meet on the 9th of May in like in the stadium. That will be a big one. Mm-hmm. Like And um, and they're having three-on-three basketball test in um, on the 14th of May. As well as that, there's lots of um, para events as well yep. that's going to be happening as well. Because you know, yeah. para, pa, sometimes para um, sports are conducted a little bit differently to yeah. you know able-bodied sports. So, as far as they're saying at the moment, all these test events are going to happen. They're all happening in April and May. Yeah, very very interesting times mm, ahead. Mm, mm. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we we were able to sort of sit down today and and talk through these things because, like I said, I've just been so far out of the loop. So I've, I've so ho- hopefully I've you know you normally have all, all the things ready to go. So I've helped you a little bit there. But you know. I'm starting to get back into the Olympic vibe now. That yeah, you know, it was you know I'm not gonna lie, it was really sad. That it, it was wasn't on because I mean, when we've been talking for the last four years about our plans and you know we we're gonna do our podcast, but then you know back in March, April, it was all taken away. Like you know, it, of course you can't hold it. And I respect the reasons why it was, but yeah, well, for I mean, for big Olympic nuts like us. It, was a huge disappointment when it's something that you look forward to. And, well, and the other so thing that, that disappointed me is the the solace I was taking away from it was, okay, we don't get the Tokyo Olympics, but we have the 20th anniversary of Sydney 2000. Yes. <laughs> and we, we had plans yeah. for that. Yeah. But, like, the timing of it could not have been worse. Yeah. Like, it was right when everything was happening. And, like, I just I just physically couldn't do it. Mm. Um, but we I do want to give a quick shout-out... Um, to the Seven Network here yep. in Australia, who 
didn't really do anything around the time of the actual anniversary of the Sydney Olympics, but at the time when Tokyo should have been happening, the first week they played this um, really fantastic... Um, it was essentially a replay of the Sydney opening ceremony, but it was cut with new documentary footage. Mm. It was it was a, a feature-length, two hours, like, yeah. doco feature mm. of the opening ceremony. Mm. It was fascinating. And then the mm. following week it was... Uh, again, a new, newly produced um, special of all the the great sporting memories of Sydney 2000. So mm. we we had a lot, g- mm. you know, that we were able to mm. watch and that was fantastic. And I know around the time of the Sydney 2000 um, anniversary, like you and I and our friend Andrew, who who is in Sydney, who we've mm-hmm. met through doing the show, who is a who's become a really good friend That's to you right. and I now. That's as well. right. Yeah. Um, like Hi, we Andrew. were all we were all doing our you know rewatch of the opening ceremony yeah. on the fifteenth and and yeah. all this sort of stuff and that was awesome that we could share that together. We had like a little live chat going. Yeah, it was, it's just a shame that. Um, I'm sure your wife was probably giggling away and like uh, rolling rolling her eyes when she like saw a, when she saw the name of our group chat Olympic banner. She just rolled her eyes and went nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she and she, that's the G-rated thing of what she would be saying. <laughs> she she says it in jest though. She, yeah. She I, loves of course. It. Yeah. Yeah. She loves it. But no, it is. It was just sad that. I slash we couldn't mark the occasion the way that I desperately wanted to, <laughs> which was another kick in the balls for an, as an Olympic fan this year. Yep. But look, it, it is what it is. And, yep. and um, you know, onward and upward. Yep. And, and we have, you know, 20, it's the 2nd of, as tw- 2nd of December as we record this. So, you know, 2021 is just around the corner in this absolute mongrel of a year <laughs> yep. be behind us. Hopefully things will improve yep. and we get, and hopefully 21 is going to be an Olympic an year Olympic for year. us, Brendan. So we have plans 2021. Yes. We took them away, but we have plans for the Olympics in 2021. Yes. So on that note, I think, because you, you have an appointment to go to, as I yeah, said, yeah. We, we need to wrap things up. So obviously, you know, you know where to find us. Check us out on Twitter. Um, check out the, the website as well and on Facebook. Um, for any upcoming episodes, hopefully come the new year. Yep. This will become more of a frequent thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so merry you know, merry Christmas merry and happy Christmas, new year yeah. to all our listeners. Um, thank you for putting up with us in the last half of the year where we haven't been as active as what what we would. But <laughs> yeah. we're all kind of settled now, and you know, the Olympics are finally ramping up again. So you know, yeah. with the launch of all the test events happening, I think they have full intentions to do it. So fingers crossed, Definitely. and uh, that will and we'll be able to bring a few more of our little chats coming up in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, look, on behalf of Trent and myself, thank you very much for listening and we will catch you in 2021, which will be an Olympic year. See you then.